0: Real talk on oh, oh, YouTube. Real talk. Let's get straight to it. I got diamonds
1: in the Just like that, man. We rolling.
0: What's up, baby? We rolling.
1: And we back.
0: You didn't give me any indication of what we're talking about. Today. Bro, I know. I know. That's Do you not, know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. I literally had like, you ever have those nights you can't sleep because your brain won't stop going? Oh, I'm yeah. sure all the time. Yeah. Dude, I had one of those last night and it was just like, I was interviewing you. Like I was asking questions and then thought of more questions, <laughs> more questions. That's like,
0: they say you're supposed to like visualize yourself. If you're playing football, mm-hmm. running a touchdown, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's more likely to happen. Yeah. So no, bro,
1: there's some serious, there's some serious power in like telling your brain something's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. It yeah. makes it happen. Yeah. So dude, so you've been traveling. Yeah. Obviously. And yeah. Every time I call you, you're, yeah. you're
0: just like. I can think better when I'm oh, really? traveling.
1: So you you you're a fan of it. You like oh, being on the road?
0: I have to do it. But yeah.
1: Flying or driving?
0: Um I try not to drive too often if I can help it. Yeah. But I had to I had to drive this time cuz I was taking my son to Phoenix. Yeah. He moved out there. So we went with the dog. It was like 19 hours.
1: That that area is crazy, though, isn't it?
0: It is nuts. Yeah, It's yeah. super nice. I but I'm there a, a I like the, I like the heat though. I love the heat, hmm. and it's always sunny. It's a good vibe tribe, yeah. all the way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, it, Arizona in general has a pretty cool culture about it too. Like it seems like it. It's kind of got. Well, I went to Scottsdale, and it has. Kind of that Bentonville vibe. It's kind of an underground, yeah. but super nice yeah. and bougie. Like It's, it's just cool.
0: hard to have a bad day with palm trees around, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And they got hella palm trees. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, is it the Segura? I don't know. Cactis that are so oh. sick. They're kind of like the three-prong. Yeah. Those Dude, will help that, you have a good day, too.
1: Yeah, I have some friends who went to GCU, and they said they took for granted cold showers in arkansas cuz the yeah. water wouldn't yeah. wouldn't get cold in the summer in arizona i'm like Whoo. yeah I don't, why
0: would they want to take a cold exactly. shower exactly i'm
1: never a cold shower guy so it don't matter <laughs> <laughs> i was like uh, complain about something yeah, else. Like, yeah. Uh, anything else i
0: like to drink cold water but yeah yeah that's fair yeah
1: um but this is this is kind of what i was thinking last night when i was i was trying to think oh I got so many questions. How do I narrow it down? But kind of the first one that just kept hitting me, and it's the reason Arizona's a vibe. It's the reason travel's a vibe. You know? Yeah. It's the culture around it, and it's kind of the vibe about it. And so I was thinking, and I was like, man, that's kind of like Collier & Associates. It's like this place and why people want to be here. Mm -hmm. People want to, I mean— I, I will hang out in the office like yesterday. I just intentionally drive out of my way to come hang out because there's just people hanging out here and talking. Mm-hmm. So what went into... Did you always know I'm going to prioritize the culture here
0: or what? So you're, the culture can't necessarily be um, manufactured. Um, and really, all culture is is people. And the people being willing to be inclusive, share ideas, um, allow themselves to take another perspective. Um, and so what we've done is we've got the people, right. And the culture just follows. And so, When you talk about culture and you talk about real estate brokerage, what you're really talking about are the individuals being willing to openly collaborate, share ideas, lift one another up, and have fun doing it. And so we've been lucky in that regards because I think the first probably 15 or 18 people we got right and now it's created more of an attraction versus promotion method. So we don't recruit. It's just people are either drawn to what we're doing or they're not, which is organic growth and it causes you to align with people day one.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's – I like that too because I feel like – That's so true, which is basically what you're saying. You don't build the culture. You build the people who build the culture. Yeah.
0: And a lot of it is allowing people to do their thing, bro. Like allowing people to be exactly who they are, unapologetically who they are, and then supporting them, meeting them there and supporting them. And I always say, I don't know what's best for agents business agents know what's best for their business. They're the closest to that customer. And so they need to tell us exactly how we can help them support them to reach whatever goals that they have. And so we want to try to individualize our services and support around that individual to give them the best chance of success versus coming in and saying, okay, cookie cutter. We're all going to be robots. You're going to do this, 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 and this. You're not differentiating yourself. If you've got 250 people that are all doing the same thing, how are you going to stand out? And the only way to stand out is to be unique. And the only way to be unique is to be yourself because there's only one of you. And so we want to determine what is it about those peoples and their experience that they can leverage to help other people in real estate and then give them the support to do that.
1: Yeah. Dude, you. uh, it's so true also because when you look at Collier and Associates, if we lined up all of your agents, because I work with a lot of them with Avery and Brian and just being here, and I've noticed they're so diverse. So you couldn't put the cookie cutter mindset on them. I mean, because you have some veteran older agents who, if you told them to start pushing social media super hard and ditch relational services, they would be like, I don't know what I'm doing. But then you have the younger crowd. So it's crazy. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't work. Yeah. You've got like three different generations of realtors. Totally.
0: Yeah. So. 18 to... Bro, we had a dude... How old was Barry? He was like 94, maybe. And he was a G. He was incredible. And then we've had... So 94 to 18. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I know.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I... I just that it's it's such a good thing too though because I feel like we were talking about this a little yesterday. A- ages have they all have something you need to bring to the table, for sure. Yeah, and it's more about understanding them, like what
0: you were really, reading about. Yeah, I've been reading about Gen Z. You're a Gen Z, right?
1: Uh, I need to Are look at up. Millennial. I need to look what it is up. Taylor, Z? will you look it up real quick?
0: Yes, yeah, so check and see what we'll, it is. We'll figure that out because I'm trying to figure out Gen Z, and I think there's a whole thing like we kind of built our business on understanding millennials, and and I and I believe that the younger generations set macro trends for marketing. And so whenever you look at what your generation's doing as it relates to short form video and and kind of how they're engaging, they really value like realness because the millennials were like, we're going to put the best picture possible of me. We're going to dress it up. We're going to throw filters on it. It's going to be fake. And your generation is over that. They want to see real and they want to see back and forth short form video It's with Snapchat and and TikTok, and so we are always trying to understand that generation because I think whatever they're adopting will eventually be adopted by the rest of the public, and so we're always looking to that subset of people because they really are setting the trends as it goes. If we keep following millennials, which I'm an old millennial, but if we keep following millennials, we're going to be irrelevant. And I think a lot of brokerages do that. A lot of businesses do that. They cut their teeth on a certain generation. They understand that generation. They service that generation. And then when that generation goes on, they're irrelevant until so it wraps. So we're always trying to look back and try to understand. So I've been reading on Gen Z. Oh, that's sick. Yep. Millennials
1: are nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six. Nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six. What are for millennials? You? What are you? Two thousand. Let's go.
0: Let's go. Okay. Gen Alpha, oh, dangerous Ooh. generation right there. Ooh, killers. The alpha dude. generation, exactly. dude. That's scary. You put a label on somebody like that, it's wrapped. Do so. you
1: ever think people read too much into the generational stuff, though? You know, like when they're like, oh, "That's dude, such nothing's a ever black bro. and white." That's what I think. I
0: mean, yeah. Nothing's ever black I, and white.
1: My parents did a whor- like that generation does a a rough job of it, specifically because
0: they'll be like,
1: "Ah, oh, you're such a millennial." Yeah, but that's <laughs> oh, you're just such like... Gen Z. I feel like it's partly a joke. but... Yeah, nothing's
0: categorical like that. Huh. You know,
1: no, you can't put people in that tight of a box
0: because it's like, oh, millennials are lazy. Why are they lazy? Because they don't want to freaking sit in the office all day from nine to five? No, they're freaking smart. Who the hell would want to sit in an office all day? Yeah. At a cubicle? Yeah. I don't call that lazy. You don't even like doing that, huh? I don't even have an office. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even have a computer. (laughs) That's crazy, bro.
1: We should definitely tell about that. What made you, because when I figured that out, it's also kind of cool because it's like one of those kind of, Weird quirky things that you're like, huh, that's so that's so cool. But so you don't own a computer? No. You don't have an office. Mm-hmm. I mean you got office buildings, but mm-hmm. you don't have an office. No. <laughs> you wouldn't do good in that. I mean, no me knowing you, I could never imagine me being like, hey, where's Stu? And they're like, he's in his office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. I'd be like, no, yeah, he's not. No. He's walking. Somewhere.
0: No, I'm not good at being in an office, yeah. I don't even know what I would do. Like, sit yeah. on your computer. You don't have. Yeah, not for me.
1: Nah, that I mean, a lot of places have figured out the productivity that happens. I mean, that kind of goes back to the culture thing we were talking about and building kind of vibe is a better word than culture for it. But building a vibe around Collier and Associates, like you did, I mean, for me personally. When I sit down editing, that's the worst part of my job is having to sit at the computer for hours and stare at one thing, you know, and just work on it, repeat it. But what I've noticed over the years is the environment I'm in completely determines how productive I am. Like, it it doesn't matter that I'm just sitting on a computer. Bro, it's key. Like, I have to be in a productive type environment or kind of a moody environment to feel it. So same way with like how you've built these offices, you not having an office, there's certain things that can help you personally achieve like your maximum performance. I think
0: that's why I don't have a computer because I just lose all my creativity. Yeah. And I just am not trying to type a bunch.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I think there's something about, a computer that can make you, you get distracted more. You're on it forever. Like, you kind of think you can't get stuff done if you don't have it with you.
0: Yeah. You know, I was thinking, like, I would never go to an office nine to five, ever. And I think about some of these people, like, I'll tell you who's got it made, dude, is these wildlife animal catchers legit go around have cages trap animals and release them in the wild like that's fun because you're going to be getting hits of serotonin i mean you think about a freaking beaver rolling up in a cage and like (laughs) trying to bite you and then you let it out into the wild that's a rush so a wildlife catcher or like a meteorologist like, I would rather do that than work in an office.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like a storm chaser or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, just getting to be in the car and chase a tornado yes. and document it and stuff. Yeah.
0: What would you do if you didn't do what you did? You got a good gig. Yeah. But if you didn't do this, what would you do?
1: I mean, I want to be a pilot in the Air Force. Um, obviously, like, just be as free as possible. Just flying a plane, be so far above anyone else that the cares of the world were gone. So I always wanted to to be a pilot. Well, you still can Yeah, I could still be like a private pilot and stuff. I'm working on that some. But yeah, a pilot would have probably been my first choice. Uh, secondly, I've I've also never been tempted to like just go work at a nine to five, sit in a cubicle, climb at the ladder. I'm like someone's we, gotta I'm do it. I'm glad we
0: have those people.
1: absolutely. Someone's gotta do it. And there's there's some good in like I mean, there's consistent pay structure and all that stuff, which is nice, whereas, like, contractors, like, realtors, me, like, it's not always guaranteed. But that's the thing is, like, I I don't even know. I love what I'm doing. I can't imagine doing anything
0: How did you develop the fire for it? Were you just a little buddy and you, like, saw a video, like, jay alvarez and we're like hey I'm yeah do that. yeah Anything there's like this that. so there's this guy
1: and his name is peter mckinnon and he's a youtuber and he he blew up years ago he made a camera hacks video and he, he had a really good thumbnail because his camera uh, his knife was up to his camera which free advice for any Marketing Be willing to be a little crazy. Like I clicked on it because it had a knife up to the end of a camera, an expensive camera. I was like, what's this guy doing? But when you clicked on it, it had nothing to do with that. It was just 10 camera hacks, and I loved his energy, dude. I mean, he joins, and he goes, what's up, everyone? Yeah. It's Peter Mc-, and just had this energy. It yeah. made me want to go create something. So I started watching him, and then one day he was talking about how he took a chance, and he broke his habit of just doing the easy thing, mm-hmm. and he bought his first camera and stuff. So I took out I took out my first-ever credit card loan mm-hmm. when I was 17, 18. I yeah. mean, like, young. Yeah. And I bought a Canon EOS R, like, a mirrorless camera. It was, yeah. like, 1200 bucks. Yeah. Didn't even know I couldn't afford
0: the lenses. So yeah. I rented the lens for a little bit, and I just started grinding. You know, I think that there's this connection with – passion and emotion. So it's like, and I think it's important that we can visualize what others are doing and kind of go, I feel something different when I see that individual doing what he's doing. And I think I can do that. And then I think I can do that. Not only, but I can give it my own spin Yeah, and I can create something that hasn't been created, that has another layer of value. And then once you have the passion once you find that passion, then it's just like, it's wraps. yeah. And you're, you're going to excel at that because you genuinely are connected to it emotionally. And, and, and that individual allowed you to create or see that connection. Absolutely. And so I think all the time, you know, we're always kind of looking out and we're analyzing and kind of trying to understand similarities between ourselves and other people in order to get clarity. And I think people can provide us with extreme clarity in our own lives if we're really looking and if we're really paying attention. Yeah. And then you recognize those things and they and they they resonate with you for a reason. And they resonate with you because of your natural innate personality that then recognizes something within that individual that you can then turn into your own and create something new. And so as you, even just as a little buddy, there were probably a thousand different things about that person, their energy, their skill, their attitude, the way they carried themselves. And that allowed you to create your own vision. And so we can never lose sight of people create your success you never create your success in a vacuum it's always other people that make you successful and that's just one example of that in a much layered way yeah i agree like it also goes to say i mean
1: i was at a point in my life when i just got out of the military had no clue what i was doing it's during covid i'm so confused and kind of lost and if you were like, oh, do you have some good people around you? Yeah, I did. I had my family and stuff. But good people that, like you were saying, that motivated me? No. But you don't really have to be in the same room with these people anymore. Sure. Like, media has really made it. Like, Peter McKinnon, I got to watch all his stuff and really learn mm-hmm. filmmaking and stuff mm-hmm. on just as personal of a level, it felt like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was making stuff all the time and mm-hmm. and all that. So it's not really an excuse to be like, I don't know anyone to mo- that motivates me. Yeah. You can bind people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, well, and I feel like you've done a really good job of making things your own. You, you, where we get m- messed up is whenever we parrot it. And I tell real estate agents this all the time, the fastest way to fail is to copy what another top producing agent yeah. is doing. And so, if you can recognize those similarities and then turn them into your own with your own brand and your own unique personality and deliver something that people haven't seen before, and I feel like you do that really well. I appreciate that. Yeah, and that's a really
1: good point because you never want to be like, like that's something I differentiated myself with early on. Is I never want people to be like, he's like Peter McKinnon, even though I respect the crowd of Peter McKinnon. Yeah, but Peter McKinnon has his market. He has his niche. It's locked down. Like, I don't want to be the guy who's like like Peter McKinnon. I want to be Spencer Bivitts. So in the same way, I think you're right. The agents that you see copying these top producers, they're just like these top producers. And, And, I mean, do you see a lot of agents succeed with their own stuff way more? Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: Like what we were talking about yesterday, if you can recognize patterns that... The mass majority of your people are doing in business and do the opposite, you're going to get set up for success. Yeah. There is so much value in giving people something that otherwise is not being offered. And so, in any business, you know, if you can think in terms of what the mass is doing then you differentiate yourself by doing the opposite. We got 4,000 agents. So the best way to get lost is to join up with those 4,000 people and do the same thing that they're doing. Then you're just a sea of individuals. You can't be noticed. You can't create your mark. And the public can either pick you or the other other, 4,000 people. And so there's no differentiation and so you have to no matter what you're doing even in your business it doesn't matter what business yeah. you have to determine how to differentiate yourself or you're just gonna be okay
1: yeah well and i and think if
0: you're fine with okay then maybe you should just like copy what everybody yeah. else is doing and philip right. shepherd talked about this yesterday and i couldn't agree more he's got a youtube channel y'all can check him out what is it called All things, in the yeah. All things in the yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing I'd say is, like, how you differentiate yourself, it, it's got to be very strategical. And I feel like some people, where they mess up, too, is they're like, I just need to be different. That's all they focus on. And then they forget to do the core things that can't really be different. Like, oh, you got to have client relations or oh you gotta make sure that the essentials are the same but it's a lot of the niche stuff Mm -hmm. that they copy Mm -hmm. you know like they'll try to be different so they change the base things that are essential but Mm -hmm. then they don't change the more complex items that could be changed Yeah. so how do you think an agent or a person in just this whole world would differentiate like how do you find that as
0: an agent i'll give you an example you 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 can see what agents post on social media mm-hmm. and you use your basic principles. You always lead with your basic principles. And so a basic principle of good business is providing value to the customer in some regard, being customer centric. Everything you're doing is giving solutions to customers problems. And that's how you create a business. And so, When you're on social media and you're scrolling and you see agent after agent after agent after agent and all they're posting is sold or I just sold $10 million last month. That is not customer centric. Mm. Why the hell does the public care how much money you made? Yeah. Do attorneys brag that they build 100 hours in a week? No. So that's not customer centric. That's agent centric. And, and it's, and it's, and so it's things like that, that you recognize and you don't do that. You do the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. And you promote other businesses and you collaborate with individuals that maybe you have worked with in the past to help sell houses. And you try to promote them. You follow the property after the sale and you send them bids whenever you know that the hot water heater was on its last leg. And you say, here's three bids. Here's where you can get a hot water heater. Focus always, always on value. Now, where there's value, there's always hard work. And so you're going to have to be willing to differentiate yourself through your thinking and then your execution. But that's probably one example of, yeah, let's not just spend our time talking about how great I am. And let's really focus on a customer centric. And so if you can recognize patterns like that in agents now, it's a whole lot easier to just, I sold this much or here's the houses I sold, then really getting customer centric and providing that real practical value to people. But it's the differentiator. That's the difference. The masses are doing this. And you're doing this. Yep. And then your business has no chance except to develop and blossom.
1: Yeah. I mean, and from a customer side, like just being honest. And I don't want to offend anyone, but it's just the customer This is customer real talk, truth. bro. Absolutely, bro. Here's what I see. When these agents are posting stuff like that, I don't, as a customer, necessarily feel like, oh, that agent's a really good agent. They're, they've made $15 million. It's more of I'm like, eh, it's kind of snotty. Like, really? I'd rather go to the next agent. That's just me, maybe. Yeah, 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 But as a consumer, I can honestly say that. I don't love when an agent's talking about that. I would much rather an agent spend their time being like, kind of like you said, giving value. Like, hey, interest rates just went up a half a point, mm-hmm. but don't worry In about six months, they're saying they might stabilize, come back down. Like stuff that's valued as a consumer.
0: 100%. And that's what we're really trying to push because we have a responsibility to change the brokerage business from the way it was to the way it is. And so we are always pushing. I mean, we just got back from Las Vegas at the Inman Conference and- we are committed to being the most relevant real estate brokerage in Northwest Arkansas. And it's it's not, sometimes there's hard conversations and there's truths that have to be told whenever you do want to create a disruption. And this is all this is, is just honest conversation about changing the brokerage business. I think the brokerage business has been way too much look at me. I mean, you got all this selling sunset nonsense. It's like, look how great I am. Look how rich I am. Like, I'm going to go around and like, that is not the move. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to focus on being experts, exactly. being knowledgeable, yeah. creating off-market opportunities, knowing how to negotiate, doing a lot of the heavy lifting on Repair, sending bids. You know, we need to create this concierge level of sending over a packing company and setting up the moving company. Whenever you move in, your fridge is stocked and everything's put away. Like we need to lower pain points. We need to work. Professionalism is not about what you wear. It's about your ability to create a customer journey that is solely based on their value. To solve problems and lower pain points, and so I think I think that that mindset sometimes shocks people because a lot of things we say aren't necessarily get in line and we're going to do it this way just because we're doing it this way. Yeah. So there's some friction that goes with that, but if you want change, you're going to have you're going to have some friction.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Change doesn't come without friction. And disruption doesn't come without a ton of friction. But that's how things, I think that's the problem right there with how brokerages have been done for the last forever is they've been afraid of that friction. So that's the difference between
0: Collier and Associates, huh? Don't really care. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of old heads that are just like steeped in tradition that really try to keep people corralled because it scares them to think that it could be done another way whenever it's been done this way for so long. I mean, you know, it's like your granddad is like, when you get in the truck with him and you move his coffee mug from this location to the other location, (laughs) and he's like, son... This is where my coffee mug goes. It should not ever live anywhere else except here. And so it's the same principle. It's like we get so used to doing things a certain way, and then that becomes the right way in our head, when really the only reason that it's the right way is because it's the comfortable way.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And
0: we can recognize that, I think, in our own lives too, always reflecting and analyzing, You know, why am I doing the things I'm doing? What is it that that's motivating me to do this? Is it because I've seen it been done this way for x number of years or is it truly providing some service or some value to the world? And that should always be our motivation for doing anything.
1: Yeah. When I think that's how you know you have something. That's kind of the tester. Mm-hmm. Is if you're not providing value and stuff like there's no way you're ever going to succeed with that and that's why some of that self praising that we were talking about that can happen in any industry but in real estate it can happen a lot and that's the scary thing about it is the minute you start that what value are you adding
0: i think there's probably a layer that people are trying to get at And people are good. Like we've got some amazing agents and I know their heart. It's Mm a beautiful heart. And they do that. They post that. And it's fine because what they're really trying to say, tell the consumer is, hey, look, I'm in the business. Absolutely. I'm doing deals. I'm active. I know what I'm doing. I can protect you if you'll allow me to represent you. And that's their heart. That's what they're getting at. But there's other ways to reveal that you're in the business, for sure. And so,
1: yeah, I told an agent that the other day because I was talking to a specific agent about. So why do you post those? Just wondering. And they basically said, "Well, it, it shows that I'm trusted because obviously everyone knows yeah. I'm, I'm doing deals." If that, and I'm like, "Well, that's a good point." It's like, but have you ever thought about? you know, having maybe a testimonial of the client or something that's way more powerful, but Mm. a little let that client brag on you. Mm -hmm. So there's some good strategies you can implement. 100%. That are like, you don't even have to say anything, and you can still be flexing, you know? You can let other people do it for you. But
0: it takes more effort, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you've got to call those people and ask them if they're willing to go on video or type out like, And so, but that effort is always paid back and then some in business if it's through the correct motivation and it's based on your values.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And you never know what'll happen when, I mean, you reach out to that client to get them on a video or something. They might have always wanted to be in a video. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah and now they're your best friend and they're telling everyone about you they're sharing your video everywhere like there's benefits that yeah. go way beyond even just the testimony 100%. so that's all marketing dude in in all of marketing what i've figured out is if you do it right there's not just one avenue like you know like if if we shoot a podcast. You can have tons of clips in that podcast and use it on tons of different. There's so many things like that in marketing where if you're really smart with it, even though it's work like you've been saying, if you're smart with it, it can be very efficient work. Mm-hmm. And it can get you can get done a lot of stuff, but people aren't willing to try to take that first step. And it takes a while. You know, it takes building processes and stuff, but man, it can get where you're in a stride for marketing. So some of your agents do a great job of marketing.
0: I agree. And you help them.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it, dude. That's what's cool too. It's like, we are talking about the diversity and stuff of the vibe at Collier and Associates. That's kind of what all this has been about is the vibe, the vibe of agents, the vibe of that. And to me, the cool thing is they all take a different marketing approach. So it's kind of what you were talking about where you can yesterday, what y'all did like, Agents can help each other out of like, hey, tried these things, these worked, these
0: didn't. That was so beautiful yesterday. I wish you could have been there.
1: I know, I wish so.
0: It just hit me. It was like, and I got a little bit emotional. It's probably because my son just moved out. But, you know, I think what hit me too is like we are way bigger than one person. And it was humbling for me. Like we're definitely bigger than me like those guys that were talking they could probably run this company like they're definitely smarter than me and they were willing to share their own ideas and their own approach to business to collaborate with we probably had 100 people there and saying you know here's here's what i do and i think what's unique about that is and a lot of other brokerages and this is what was humbling they're seen as competitors. They would never give away their secrets or their approach. And this firm, the people in this firm, which is what makes it up, we're just a reflection of 220 people, is really what the firm is, have embraced the concept of you got to give it away to keep it. And I think that that's a A principle in life. I don't think that we're meant to hold all of our secrets. I don't think that we're meant to just be hoarders in this life. I think we are meant to have experiences, and sometimes experiences lead to success. But I think we have those things so that we can then leverage that to help the world. And that's what happened yesterday two uh, real estate professionals who are wildly successful shared their very unique and intimate approach to business and laid it all out there for over 100 people. And so it was just it was just very humbling because that is not normal in a lot of brokerages. No, not at all. Yeah, it's not normal. You don't normal. see that, dude. Mm-hmm. You really don't. I mean, I
1: was That's what has always impressed me so much about this brokerage is I will come to this office and I'll look in there and I will see four agents at a table pointing to one of your older agents, how to work something on social media. And then I'll see an older agent sitting down with some younger people telling them how to write out birthday cards and stuff. And I'm just like, man, this is so cool. They're all collaborating. And that, like, you never see that because it is a competitor. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I I don't know how that culture was built, but it is awesome. Yeah, I don't either. Because that is a culture that helps everyone because it starts with what we, we literally talked about this to start, which was you won't be successful copying people. Have you ever seen an off? I mean, there there is, but more times than not, the off-brand version of something is worse than Mm -hmm. the, main version, you know, Mm. it doesn't last as long. It doesn't taste as good, whatever. In the same way, you can't be afraid that someone's going to copy you and be better. They're always going to be the great value version of you. And so, but by giving it away, you can collaborate on, maybe if we combine this idea, we use what I've been doing. I mean,
0: even in the Bible, like whether you believe in it or not, there's a parable of the 10 talents. And so those that use their talents were rewarded with more and more and more talents, if you'll remember that. Those yep. that didn't, then they lost it. And there's like this spiritual principle, I feel like, that goes along with, look, you're given these experiences, use them, leverage them for the greater good. And I think our agents have bought into that, that it's like, I've been giving given these experiences, I've been able to... Uh, be successful um, as it relates to their business career. And so I have an obligation or responsibility to then give back yeah. to help other people. And what happens is whenever they are giving back, their business just blows up even more. Yeah. This is excited for it next month
1: because next month I want to talk about the future of real estate, future Collier and Associates, all that. And what's exciting? We're doing
0: uh, chip implants to all of our agents and turning them into AI. Perfect. That's gonna be great. Yeah,
1: they can start their car with their hand. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the the it's exciting because it's a snowball effect to me. Because by agents teaching other agents now and sharing information, if we take a look in ten years, it's gonna be crazy. By the time that it's. Dude.
0: AI is changing the game. And you can't just have culture alone with the business. That's no. not going to independently create success. Absolutely. You have to have direction. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have a vision. You have to stay relevant. You have to incorporate technology. You have to have systems that people can execute their own strategies within. And then you have to have the support structure. They got to get paid. You know, you've got to have... You've got to have a whole lot more than just culture Absolutely. in any business. And so we can get into that as well. If Agreed.
1: Want. No, I agree. Yeah, because culture is just one aspect of it. I feel like it's an aspect that's neglected at a lot of places, kind of like we were talking about to start about. I think that's why a lot of people don't want to work ni- a nine to five. Those places tend to not have as much of a culture around it. But they have a ton of direction. They have a ton yeah. of structure. Yeah. So there's trade-offs. Um, and that's why I think it's cool to talk about culture now. But when we talk about future,
0: there's tons yeah. more to go into. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: But we got plenty more of these. We can go into <laughs> everything specific. Who, can, who
0: else can we have on here? I well, think we you, need some kind of like. Animal wildlife officer. Dude, I knew you were gonna say. Dude, I literally know was gonna make a joke. About I was gonna animals. make a
1: joke and say a monkey because every time we've I talked, lo- it's been I chimp swear, empire. Dude, it's gotta be
0: like, or a zoologist would be kind of sick that specializes <laughs> in primates. What's lick. another idea? What do you think, Tay?